Welcome to the Real Talk Real Estate Podcast with hosts Aleem Savani and Brandon Daniel. All right, people, welcome to another episode of Real Talk Real Estate. What we like to do on this show is bring on hosts and like-minded people like ourselves and, yeah, talk everything real estate. So with my co-host, Aleem Savani, and myself, Brandon Daniel... Today, we'd like to introduce a very special guest of ours. Yeah, we got someone here that's actually virtually from Ottawa. Um, his name is Chris Nicholson. Thank you very much for joining us. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. And we actually have known each other for quite some time. So this is uh, great having you on. You're, you've been a good friend of mine since high school. And yeah, man, glad to have you on. I said I'm happy to be here. Thanks for yeah. having me. And we'll get some good stories about Brendan, too, since you guys knew each other from high school. Um, <laughs> but... Chris, yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, like how long you've been in the industry for, what made you become a real estate agent? Uh, sure. So I'm born and raised in uh, Richmond Hill. I moved to Ottawa for school and kind of stayed. Ottawa is smaller, a little quieter than the GTA. Um, stayed, finished school. I don't speak French, so I had a couple um, not part-time jobs. They were full-time jobs, but they were part-time to me into the sense they weren't a career. And then um, I was working selling insurance over the phone, making commission on that, and I was pretty good. So I thought I want to make a little more commission. So I got my real estate license at night. You could do it all online at that time. You didn't have to go to school. Uh, three tests, you're in. Uh, quit my job and have been a realtor since 2020, uh, 2011. So 12 years. Well, 12 yeah, it's years. been a while. Yeah. Awesome, man. So, yeah, honestly, um, what can you tell us? about your journey into real estate, like how, I guess there's different qualities different people would bring into the, to the career, but how was your first year and how does your personality? It sucked, man. Like it, your personality sucked. No, no, that's always sucked. That is not new. No, I quit. Like I was at a call center when I was selling commission, I was working at a call center. It was called MBNA, which is credit card company. So when you activate your credit card, it's like, Hey, thanks for calling it. You tell people it takes two minutes to activate their card. Meanwhile, it's already active, but you're like, in these two minutes of downtime, why don't I just tell you about some insurance <laughs> nobody needs, right? Like make a make a quick sale. So, um, But I hated that job so much, I quit. I didn't have them both at the same time, which I was actually planning on doing. Okay. Um, but the first year in real estate, I went through all my savings. I was grinding my teeth while I was sleeping. I was, I was spreading myself thin. Like I was, I was... I was going everywhere. I was chasing my tail. I didn't know it at the time, but I was, I was going everywhere. I, I, my girlfriend and I broke up. I was like thinking it's tough. I, like, yeah, I was like, am I doing the right thing? Should I be working? You know, should I go, should I go work at a restaurant? Like, cause I had yeah. a kid too. Right. Like I was 24 at the time. I didn't have the gray hairs now. Like <laughs> hey, I, I'm not from Ottawa. Someone's like, where's the closest Catholic school? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. And they're like, how old are you? And I'm like, well, I'm driving a rusted out Civic. Like, how old do you think I am? Like, I, it, was, it was tough, man. It was tough. Do you ever think of giving up at all uh, in that process or no? Within the first I, – I got a job as a bar back. For those who know Richmond Hill really well, back in the day, there was a place called the London Pub. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I know London Pub, yeah. Legendary. We'll talk about that later in the show. And uh, I was a bar back there for years, so – that was something that was easy for me to fall back on. So year two or three in real estate, I, I got a job, a second job as a bar back. And um, I wouldn't say I thought about quitting. I tried to join a team, but nobody would take me. 
Um, so, and since day one, I was by myself. Like, you know how it is. These companies don't, they don't feed you leads. Yeah, well, yeah, they don't. You gotta, you gotta go find your leads. Yeah, yeah. Like no team, no team lead, no team leader, none of that stuff. Um, so I was doing uh, bar back. Then I was a server while working in real estate. I quit that, and then I actually ended up getting a job doing asphalt. Oh, right. I'd wake up. I'd, I'd work doing asphalt from six till noon, and then I'd do real estate after. Um, I had no idea you did that. Yeah, this is an auto asphalt. If you've never done asphalt, it gives you a, you get a headache. Oh, I've done it. It's tar. You stand on tar. You, and so I yeah. kind of lead gen after I had crazy migraines. I couldn't do it, but um, we were actually asphalting this neighborhood in Ottawa called uh, Old Ottawa East. And the realtor and me was seeing houses that didn't quite belong. I was working with a developer at the time who was an infill specialist. And he trained me to look for houses that don't quite belong there. Shitty old ones. And I found the shitty old one and I door knocked them the day later when my headache was gone. I didn't smell like, you know, like tar, like tar. Oh, yeah. And I door knocked them and they invited me in. It's funny because this guy smoked in his house. I walked in and it smelled like the back of the work truck. <laughs> and I ended up listing that house and I sold it. And that was a turning point in my career where I just came to the conclusion, like, just. You can do this. Yeah, I keep going at it, right? I you're good at it and you'll be fine. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I never really was thought that- quitting, but it, there was a struggle. Was that your first house you listed? No, no, no. The first house oh, okay. it took me eight months. Okay, that's not to sell it to get it. First eight months, I get a single deal. Yeah, no. People say it takes six to twelve months to get one deal. Right now, still. Yeah, that's in, the, in the market. So it's yeah, it's it's a journey, right? Yeah, I kind of forgot all about that. To be honest, until you asked me just now about um, the first people's first three months, six months. Nine months. So, sorry to cut you off. You mentioned that you're kind of chasing your tail, like a lot of new agents do in the beginning, um, trying to figure out what works for them, what's good. I've done door knocking, cold calling, you know, just trying to prospect every each, each way. So trying everything, um, hosting open houses, trying to, you know, find uh, buyers from yeah, that. Generate leads. Yeah. So we spoke about open houses. How much do you love doing open houses? I hate them. I don't. I, I can't tell you the last time I did an open house. Do you remember your first open house or a funny story about an open house? Yeah, the first one I did. Remember when you're new and it's like you ask a colleague, hey, can I do your open house? They say yes. You're like, wow, what an yeah. incredible opportunity. Meanwhile, that realtor's like, idiot. Yeah. <laughs> the first one I did. I was out the night before. In fact, probably 80% of the, uh, the open houses I've done in my life, I've been, you know, I probably would have blew over. <laughs> a little bit hung over the next day. Eh? Yeah, because you do on Sundays, right? And then, it's anyway. on a weekend. I was out the night before. So I go through this house. I'm wearing my one suit. I go through. I got my feature sheets. I got the neighborhood information. And when I woke up in the morning, like, you know, when you're hung over, you're like, okay, this is, this is, this is manageable. I got this. But then at some point in the, Early afternoon, there's a tipping point where you just fall off a cliff. Just, yeah, I'm, I'm turning on all the lights, and then I hit a wall. I'm like sweating, anxiety kicks in, and it just wasn't good. So I was in the basement turning the lights on. I saw this leather couch, and I knew that leather couch was like ice cold. It was a hot, hot July day, probably 32 degrees. So I told myself, I'm just going to relax on this couch for a quick minute. 
I ended up passing out for probably like an hour. <laughs> I woke up to somebody banging on the door because I didn't, I didn't even unlock the front door. That's how far I got in setting this open house. Oh, up. Wow. And so I scramble, I go upstairs and I open the door and it's a, it's a fucking mortgage broker who's looking to like make relationships in the neighborhood. with. <laughs> so I talked to them for a couple of minutes and they, all of a sudden, like something goes off with them. They want to leave. They want to get out of there. So I'm like, well, that was weird. Like we were, we were having a good time. I ended up walking through the house and I saw on the side of my face, I had the whole couch cushion <laughs> imprinted on the side of my head. So this person probably came to our, a new mortgage broker hoping to make a, a relationship. And here I am probably smelling like, you know, Jameson whiskey, a couch tattooed on my face. And, um, that's awesome. Yeah, that was my first one, but no, I, I I hate open houses. Not because of that, just I hate them. <laughs> awesome, good stuff. Um, so we talked about appearance. I know I I told you like I was trying to figure out like I want to be me, right? So I want to be uh, authentic. I don't want to just throw on a suit all the time and walk around in one because it looks more professional. And I feel like a lot more agents now are kind of having a casual look. Kind of, right? Like a professional casual look? Yeah, it's a look. professional casual look. Your personality and the way you approach people, like how do you how do you dress, let's say? So I, I was working today. Today I um like here I'll show you. This is this is every day for me right here. Like, <laughs> right? That's, but that, that works for you because that's who you are. Yeah, but it's always like that. I'll go to our events, our, our staff events, our work events, and I'll wear, you know, if it's summer, I'll wear a t-shirt. It's a nice t-shirt, kind of like the one Brandon's wearing with a nice pair of jeans, a nice pair of shoes. Um, I remember people would kind of chirp me early on, but you are the company you keep, right? I don't, if I get a call and I have to show a house in 45 minutes, I don't want to have to race home and put on a suit that may or may not fit or may or may not, you know what I mean? Like, if you don't like me, Call someone else. There's thousands of realtors. I don't care. Yeah. I don't want to run into you in the supermarket and think, man, I'm in my I'm in my off day clothes. I can't have this person see me. Absolutely. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Um you in the be- well, in the beginning of I think your real estate journey, or maybe it wasn't right in the beginning, but you did a pretty cool ad. I remember uh, you were walking down, making it look like what year was that ad supposed to be taking place in? Was that black and white? Yeah, it was black and white. That was pretty catchy. Yeah, that's twenty. I want to say it was twenty sixteen. That was an old. That was a while ago. And I, Why have I not seen more um, so, ads like that from you? I did a video with a colleague of mine. I did it with him because it was like a four thousand dollar video, and neither one of us wanted to pay the full amount, so we split it. Oh shit! But the funny thing is, we did it in twenty eighteen, maybe twenty nineteen, and it's a beautiful video. And we're walking around Ottawa and we're showcasing why Ottawa is a great affordable place to live. And the stats we have in that are no longer relevant because we've, you guys had your growth, you know, I think you guys grew from 2011 to 2017 by like 80%, like GTA Toronto. We just had that growth. So those stats are funny because you can see the average home price was like 385, 390, something like that. Yeah. But um, that was a call to action for the Toronto investors to come to Ottawa, and I to Ottawa. Yeah, I got. I got you still, is, that, is that video still up there? It's yeah, still there. I didn't get a, I didn't get a call. I didn't get an email. I got nothing. <laughs> none, none of my buddies even chirped me. Like it was just just a wait. Brennan, you didn't chirp. I him? thought it was great. I think I commented on that for sure, man. Is that video still? Can you still find that video? Probably on your Instagram. 
I'm not, I'm not big on social media. I can find it. If I can multitask, I can find it and then uh, send it to Brandon right now. But yeah, it's no worries. Okay. I'm not, we'll I just, find it. We'll find it. That was great. So, so, how, so go ahead. So you were saying that video was based on bringing investors to Ottawa. Yeah. Yeah, because our like up until four and a half years ago, you could buy uh, a twenty one hundred square foot townhouse within twenty minutes of downtown for like three ninety four hundred. Like I don't know if you've yeah, ever so, experienced that, not in your real estate career, but in your adult life in the GTA. Yeah, my adult life, no, but I know Ottawa is so the market yeah, is cheaper. Yeah, ours was a call to action for for basically people in Ontario to consider Ottawa, obviously, uh, to, to live in cool, but no one's going to uproot their family because they saw my video, but primarily for investors. Right. Uh, yeah. So do, are you seeing now, like fast forward to today, are you seeing more people from Toronto? Yeah, absolutely. Come, come, come to Ottawa because of the price difference, right? Uh, yeah, big time, but also because now you can work from home. So one thing, I mean, I touched upon this, this is why I stayed in Ottawa. This is, just my personal opinion. Um, I could be at a NHL game or at a cottage within a half hour, no matter yeah. which direction I go. It's just a smaller town, right? So people, I think, are now now that COVID's you know kind of happened. People are saying, okay, I don't need a condo down at uh, Young and Bloor. Sell it for a million bucks, get a house, spit a land. Just so yeah, people people are definitely coming to Ottawa from the GTA. What's the average price in Ottawa right now? For like do that. A three bed, like a three, like a three bedroom. Uh, Listen, this is your local pizza expert, okay? Yeah. I was actually looking at this right here. Oh, you can't even see it I'm too far away. I see it. This is the bus stop thing where you had. Oh, you can't see it. No, I'm way too far away. Let's see it. It's okay. He had a bus stop thing. With a pizza oh, slice your, your local pizza and real estate expert call for <laughs> advice on either day, Chris Nicholson. Because I, um, so you know how we have capital home lending within Hallmark? Or, yeah. So uh, my friend and my personal mortgage broker, Peter, uh, they were kind of telling him, listen, we have a marketing budget, use it. And he doesn't do social media. He doesn't even have Facebook. You know, I'm surprised he has a cell phone. So he's like, Nicholson, I have to do this. Do you want to put your face on it? And first I said, no. And I found out the location. There's like eight bus benches within a one kilometer range. They're all realtors. And it's like, real estate, real results. Call Tony. Or it's like, just the cliche crap. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a headshot from the 80s where someone's like, like that stuff. So I got a cartoon mock-off of my face. And uh Basically, oh, so the reason why I actually brought that up because it was pretty catchy. I thought it was funny back then. Um, that was a few years ago, at least. Um, so I thought about doing, and you know, an ad like that at a bus stop or a shelter. How did that work out for you? You get any calls? No, it's actually next to a high school. So once every couple months, I'll get these kids who call <laughs> me, and they're like, pizza. they can't even form a sentence, and there's like. Yo, where's where's the best pizza? And I give them advice. I give them real advice. I'm not lying when I say I can give you pizza advice. Yeah. <laughs> so where where is the best pizza in Ottawa? My house. Who has the best crust? <laughs> oh no, man, I can't comment on it. Ottawa Pizza, you ever had it? Uh, I've had it. I just don't remember where it was from. 
Ottawa Pizza. So I've never been to Windsor, but it's my understanding Windsor Pizza is famous because it's unique. Ottawa Pizza is like that thick. A lot of the toppings are in between the cheese and the dough. Like they hide them. Mm -hmm. uh, garlic dip is everywhere. It's that's too much for me. It's it's different. Like it's it's, it's no Abruzzo. No, oh, remember yeah, those? So, yeah, days are yeah, good days. Um, so what else? Um, so maybe like from the time you started to now, you're doing very well right now. Um, like how do you get to this point? I know you're grinding it out, but like, what do you do in terms of like generating leads or clients? Um, so that's kind of multifaceted. It might be a, a long-winded answer if that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. So the first couple of years, as I mentioned, I was I was like. I was chasing my tail, I was spinning my tires. And what I mean by that, I was I was getting a little bit good at everything. I was a little bit good at door knocking. I was a little bit good at cold calling. I was a little bit good at hosting a small networking event. I was a little bit good at, you know, all that stuff. And this is back in the day we had, you could call for sale by owners. For sale by owners, you could hit Kijiji and find people who are doing that. But I wasn't focusing on anything, you know. I'd hear about Steve doing 50 houses a year on farming. So I'm like, Oh, farm. I do it for a week. And I give up. Like, oh, I didn't, I didn't get any deals. I better give up on this. So naturally over the course of three or four years, I just, I think like unconsciously learn, just be yourself. People will work with you. Um, so since then, I honestly, I hate to say this. I really don't lead gen. I don't, I don't cold call. I don't door knock. I don't do open houses. Um, if I have a listing and I get an email notification, Hey, so you know, the realtor leads. Yeah. I give those away. Um, I'm extremely lucky in the sense that I've just flourished as an individual and I've someone with my approach likely has a, a high success rate in an industry that has a high, or a high failure rate in an industry that has an extremely high failure rate in itself. So I'm, I'm, I'm extremely grateful and lucky that way. But, um, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm loud. I'm obnoxious. If I'm in a room with 20 people, you can hear me. You can hear me. <laughs> that's, that's you being you though. You can hear like, I'm, I swear I, you know, I, I bump cigarettes off this guy and take his lighter home. Like it just, I'm impactful. Yeah. You're memorable. <laughs> yeah. You throw up after a good night of drinking. I remember those nights. Good one, but no, and it's like, you know, the listing I put up today, for example, this is like the seventh referral this family has given me. And the first time I met them, they wanted to, they wanted to see a house in like 20 minutes. I didn't have kids at the time, so I was able to. I said, sure, I'll show you the house, but I just finished painting a room. I got sweatpants on, a tank top, and I'm covered in paint. Is that cool? And I met them there, and they were in their Sunday comfies as well. And we bonded. And they're, like I said, they've probably given me six or seven, maybe as many as eight deals in the last three years alone. Oh, that's awesome. In an industry of... In an industry of a lot of pretentiousness or phoniness, you know, rented Mercedes and suits that look like they're worth a lot, but they're the same recycled suit that buddy just had hemmed and tailored. Like be genuine. Anyone can find a, a phony realtor who talks a big game, but yeah, absolutely. No, you got, you got to be yourself. And I'm similar like you, like I'm lucky that I got a lot of referrals coming in, but that's because I'm just genuine in myself. I won't show up to a client dinner with someone I know who's going to wear sweatpants yeah. and I'm going to wear a suit. Yeah. Right. And I prefer sweatpants over a suit. 
it's so much easier. And now, yeah. talked in the beginning, you know, we're now we're in the age of business casual, so you know we can get away with a fancy pair of Lulus. It looks like fancy pants. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I know it's got that stretchy waistband. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, speaking about referrals, so you moved to Ottawa with you, none of your family followed you out there. No, right? No. So you moved there, new city, and just so it's not like you had. Because typically in the business, when we're starting off, it's basically you're getting your initial business from the people around you, your friends, your family. But for you, it was yeah, completely different. Yeah. Yeah, it was very different for you. So I could see how that was definitely harder. Yeah. You know, and I, we all like real estate's evolved. Real estate's the oldest, the oldest trade on earth, the, the division and sale of land, but it's always evolving. But one thing that always remains is the scripts, right? You get in real estate, what do you do? You write down who's your SOI. You call them, say, hey, it's Brandon. I don't know if you heard the good news, but I just had a career change. I'm now yeah. in real estate. You know anybody that's thinking of buying, selling, or investing this year? Like, you you know what I mean? So, yeah, you do that. And I, my SOI was like 70 people. Everyone else in training had like 100, 200, 300. And I was like, you know when you're done an exam in 20 minutes and you're the first one done, you feel good. And then you ask your buddy and he says he took two hours and you're like, I thought I was. Yeah, turns out you I. You scratch your head a bit, yeah. Nobody. <laughs> That's awesome. That's funny. Yeah, man. So it's good to see that you're doing well. I'm trying to uh, think of what advice we can give to people when deciding on between a team or going solo. You kind of touched the fact that you've done it independently. Yeah. Um, you never had a team, right? No, like when I got into real estate, I knew nothing about it. I thought I'd have to interview at brokerages. I'd have to get hired, you know. Um, like I said, I was hoping of doing part-time real estate, part-time working at the call center. And because I hated my boss and my job at the time, I just dove into real estate. But um, I kind of just tried to hit the ground running. And by the time I realized, okay, maybe I could use some help from a team, um, just nobody wanted me. I, you know, not, not in like a, well, poor me type way. I just, I didn't go about it the right way. I was already a realtor for six months. So at that point I had um, presented myself as an individual and they just didn't want to take on someone who, you know, failed as an individual. They wanted to mold me from day one. But I think whether you go individual or team, it's just personal choice. That's all it is. Um, yeah. The trades you go to post-secondary education, it's, do you uh sorry to cut you off Funny, but do you do a lot of leases at this point no no do you hate that i did a lease two months ago i flat out told the guy i said you don't want me doing this <laughs> leases leases are as much work as buddy it's twice uh, uh, yeah i mean twice yeah it's uh it's what, a lot of paperwork so it's, when did you stop doing leases or taking them on it's not so much about stop if leases if you seek them you'll find them Leases aren't an everyday thing, um, but as a newer realtor, you seek them because you want to get familiar with the paperwork. It's work. You stay busy, right? You can have a seven-hour day. You don't make any money, but there's a a sense of fulfillment. You talk to another human being in that day when, when you're self-employed as a realtor and you're new and you don't have yeah. clients. That's big because there's days that go by. You just stare at the wall. It's, it's, it feels like you're getting something accomplished. Yeah, so it's a sense of accomplishment. It's a false sense of accomplishment if you haven't done anything. But I, it's not that I stopped doing leases. Like if I have to do a lease, I'll do one. 
Um, you know, if I sell you an investment condo and you say, listen, I'll buy it from Toronto, just rent it out for me. Of course I'll do it. But I yeah, what, do three years right now, I would say. Do you remember what your first deal ever was? Yeah. Like, Mary, how did that go? Mary Patrick and Catherine Barrett. I sold her house. It was on, uh, oh, I'm brain dead. It was in Orleans. He was my, he was, he was my sub manager at the call center. I quit real estate and he said, I'm thinking about selling my house. Can you come interview? And I was eight months in, like I said, I pissed through all my savings, saw the house. Guy beats me up on commission so bad, but I was like, you know what I mean? I made like you need, need it, yeah. bucks on the deal. But yeah, that was uh, that was the first one I ever did. My a, a guy who knew me. Yeah, and that's where it normally comes from. But when you were writing that first deal, did you like know ex- what you were doing, or was it like no, not a clue? It's like I was like, no, not a clue. Um, he spelled his name wrong on his first deal. Yeah, I spelled so my name first, wrong. Right. Yeah. No, but I've done that many but, times. Like, <laughs> see, I'm not the only one. No. In, in Ottawa, do you have a lot of uh, new homes going up? Yes, tons. Tons of new homes, eh? You, so, you see a lot of people coming from Toronto, moving down there? Uh, it's everywhere. Ottawa, I don't know. Ottawa's funny in the sense that, like, it's this, it's always the city that Canadians forgot. Like, Ottawa's boring. It goes to bed early. But if you break it down from an economic standpoint, we're the capital, we're a top five Canadian city. If you think of like, okay, get rid of Vancouver, Toronto, we get it. Get rid of Montreal, Halifax, Calgary, Edmonton, Ottawa. Those are the other big ones. Our population has always been lower. Um, our housing numbers have always been lower. Our house values have been lower. But we have high education. We have high income. We're right in the green belt. Uh, we've got the golf, the infrastructures here. We have the golf courses. We got the highways. We got. I live five minutes from the Ottawa River. I can see the Gatineau Hills across. So it's always been begging for a change. So I think everybody from Ontario or Canada is either coming back to Ottawa because it's changed from when they grew up, or yeah, like people in Toronto, you sell a house in Pickering for one four. Why not buy a similar house in Ottawa for eight fifty and pocket the change? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Do you see a lot of people investing near like Carleton or Ottawa U or? Uh, that's always as much. like a microeconomic market, right? There's always those investors. Like I just sold a condo a couple weeks ago and the people from Pickering bought it for the daughter. And now she's done law school. So it's selling it. But the biggest, the biggest external investment influence is like, I'll just say it. It's Asians from the GTA. They'll buy five brand new townhouses at a time. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Because what you can get five hundred is crazy. Can I say Asians? Is that allowed? Yeah, yeah. Why not? I don't know. What would be your? So I get a lot of uh, people trying to get into the real estate market right now. Never just been renters uh, their whole life, and it's obviously a lot harder for uh, the younger generation to try and own a home right now. When's the perfect time? I get that question. Like they feel like the market's too out of reach right now but i don't do you see it changing um million dollar answer that pretty much the million dollar question what's the future of the market honestly brandon there's no perfect time um you can watch on the sides i've got clients that when covid first hit they could have bought houses for 440 but at that time that was expensive honestly they're probably still watching right there's no perfect time what they need to understand is 
just become a homeowner and you guys know as homeowners, the second you're a homeowner, A, you're like, why did I wait so long? This isn't hard. But you have so much leverage, right? You can get a line of credit. You can travel a little more. You can it's, – it's, it's so much easier. So the point of entry is when you can afford it from a down payment standpoint, right? And that's really the toughest thing. As prices go up, people's $80,000 down payment turns into the requirement to have one hundred and ten. So that's the catch-up. They're always chasing that. But in terms of the perfect time, is the market going to shift in their favor? Just uh, you don't know. Who knows, right? The perfect yeah. time was to the market and be years ago. Right? It's like I always compare it to. It's a relationship. I always compare it to if you're at a bar and you want to talk to a girl. Okay, the, the, there's a girl there at eleven. You, you don't have to go home till two, but there's a girl there at eleven that seems to meet your criteria. Why would you wait to talk to her? Yeah, that's true. You know, make the decision, yeah. run with it. Chris, is there any like? Can you remember a time where you had like a client where there's a buyer or seller and was giving you a hard time. Let's say like a seller's beating you up over commission or even a buyer rebate. Like how would you, how did you handle that? Um, I mean, it happens all the time. It, 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 it's, that's a bit of a chameleon. Sometimes you don't realize someone's really taking advantage of the situation because they're, they're a 65 year old woman or they're doing it over email. So you can't address their body language or the tone of voice, but um, again, it's relationship, right? It comes down to what I said previously. Uh, the way I handle it is I just nip it in the bud. I have no problem. I've been fired. I've fired people. It feels good. Um, <laughs> if, if, if you're oil and water, something's not off on the right foot. I, I nip it in the bud and say, Hey, listen, like, it feels like we're going left. Do you want to stay on road or do you just want to part ways? And they either correct themselves real quick or you part ways. Oh, you part ways. Yeah. Do you remember the first time you got fired? No. Oh. I mean, it's, it's or, like. Or fired, or you guys just like parted ways, I guess, right? Like. Man, there was a bad one years ago. So we used to have this thing called Grapevine. Grapevine, I think, is still around. But it's like version 10.0 now. Grapevine used to be for sale by owner. And this is okay. original for sale by owner, mere posting. You could call these people. And this guy had his house listed and he had a pool in an area called Alta Vista. And I was dying for leads and I called him and he was an older guy, not like a poor senior, but he was 60. And I'm like, Hey man, you're only asking 400. I could sell your house for 415. So that incorporates my commission, respects your bottom line. And he was reluctant and I didn't sell him up shit's creep, but I was convinced and I convinced him that this could happen. And after like six weeks of nothing, he fired me. He called me over. He fired me on the spot. You know, he called me a liar, blah, blah, blah. I felt so bad on it. I don't know if you'd have blocked that name out. You might be dead by now. <laughs> oh, yeah. We went blocked up for it. <laughs> I felt so bad. I felt so bad. And uh, it stuck with me. And uh, so that was one of the earlier times I'd been fired because, again, I was, I was spinning my tires. That was easily within my first two years. That was, that was a tough one. So what would you say would be someone's reason for wanting to put their house up for sale by themselves? Is it ba basically over commission? They want to save some money. They think real estate agents just are all the same. They don't do their job, right? You name it. They may think. I can do it. Uh, technology, everyone has their cell phones. Uh, you know, uh, 
any re- any reason under the sun, any reason under the sun at all. You know, I built my own fence, and me and Tony did the roof. Of course, I can sell my own house, and anyone can sell their own house. Fact, it's not hard. The difference is who's going to get you more money, and that's the cliche, right? Like, hire me, I'll get you more money. But you've been yeah. bidding wars before, where the yeah. bid could and should be eight hundred. But by some magic, you get 822. Like, there's your difference right there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because, yeah, the way I see it, and I had this conversation with someone else about uh, for sale by owners, and they're going to be paying commission on the buyer's end anyways, right? So at the end of the day, and they're limiting themselves to the exposure their house is getting by trying to do it them themselves. So it's... They're not going to get the same amount of money or return on their investment. They won't. And, you know, for the most part, their photos are usually inferior because they have an iPhone 9 and they do it. Um, Little things. You ever book five, six showings in a row? Yeah. I have that going on tomorrow. So you ever get one of those that comes through and it's a mere posting and to book the showing, you have to contact the seller. You know what I mean? All offers through seller. Sellers willing to negotiate buyers remuneration. Sometimes that yeah. doesn't make it to the chopping block, you know. Oh, like, seller. Sometimes you just you don't even want to deal. Some agents may not want to deal with a direct seller, right? Yeah, some people don't want to deal with that. We've all dealt with it because here's a here's a guy or a girl that didn't hire a realtor in the first place, so they already have a sense of uh, superiority. Likely, not always. Yeah. So if I'm trying to get my guy a deal, like why would I? Why would I reach out to you? There's a thousand houses. Do you always reach out? Um, so if you're representing the seller uh, or landlord, depending on if you're leasing or it's a sale, um, do you always reach out to the agents that uh, you're not, if you're not going to accept their offer, do you kind of get call them and give them a reason or do you just like let the irrevocable expire and ignore it? Like if I'm hosting a bidding war and seven people are unsuccessful. So being in real estate, it's obviously an industry that you have to have the right mindset every single day. Like you got to be out there with a positive attitude. People feel that energy. If you're not, you know, positive and giving off that kind of vibe to people, they're not going to want to work with you. So what's your take on distractions? How did you go to go about limiting any negative distractions around you? Um, a lot of it just comes down to time blocking. If you're effective with time blocking, you know, like don't check social media till noon or don't talk to your buddies in the group chat until 2 PM. Uh, don't, you don't need to have lunch with colleagues five days a week. I think if you, if you manage your own time and your own expectations of the results of that time, the distractions kind of fall by the wayside because people who are focused or simply have blinders on to those distractions. Um, I find them more successful. Distractions are everywhere. If you're the kind of guy that wakes up at six thirty, you're on Instagram for an hour trying to plan a lunch with your buddy, so you can, you know what I mean. Like, just just stay focused. Uh, manage your own schedule. And st- yeah, absolutely. If you want to do a meditation for an hour, stick to it. Put it in your calendar. Follow that. Yeah, it's, it's it comes down to consistency. And I think you know, me and Brett have talked about it too. Like, you have to be consistent in everything you do, and in your mindset. You have to be positive all the time, right? Yeah, consistently, consistently. Because there have been days where I told you I was planning to go out 
you know, door knock or just cold call or just go meet with a client. And I said, you know, I just, I wasn't feeling it today, you yeah. know, in terms of door knocking and that I just didn't feel like if I was on the other end of that door, I'd be like, what's wrong with this guy's personality today is energy, right? Yeah. So when you're doing like door knocking and stuff, yeah, you got to be in the right mindset Yeah. to do it. Otherwise do it the next day. Yeah, absolutely. But that's easy to do if, you know, you said about positivity, let's say you have a, a, a slow week, you know, you just sold a house. You don't really have much on the go. If your your weekly goal is just to work out every morning and eat three home cooked meals, like if you if you do that, you know you do a workout and then a home cooked meal, like you're likely going to be positive in the in the afternoon. But yeah, like you said, if if you don't do that, you feel over two on the day. The day's gone. I'm not going to door knock. People can see I'm upset. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They can pick up on your energy very quickly. Yeah, one hundred percent. Right. Um, Hallmark, you've always been with Hallmark? No, I started with Keller Williams Ottawa and Hallmark acquired oh, that's right. some time ago. I don't remember, maybe six years ago. Okay, perfect. So you guys could technically work together. We can work together because I'm at Hallmark too. So we'll talk off camera. Yeah, you want a pair? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and we can talk. Oh, um, good stuff. Any um, other funny or crazy experiences or stories you could think that uh, you know you wouldn't mind sharing does it make you look too crazy pg version maybe that's what I'm a little bit there's a like a little bit r there's the non-pg no like you in a nutshell you see it all you walk into people naked because they forgot you were coming to <laughs> refuse to leave and lock you out domestics uh you know you go home you check your pocket there's a set of keys in there and you just showed six houses and you're like oh no you gotta go back, oh, dude. I've had someone put at a listing, and uh, the buyer's agent put the wrong key in the wrong lockbox. Yeah, and they saw there were six listings, and she mixed up every single key in all the lockboxes. There's only so it took us two <laughs> days to figure everything out. Yeah, or like oh. go to a condo in winter, and the lockboxes there's a hundred of them on the bar. Yeah, you gotta find one. <laughs> and they're like, the code is one two two six, and you kindly find it, but it's frozen. Like it's, yeah. Oh yeah, and you can't turn it. I had this. I don't know if it's ever happened to either one of you, but I've actually reset the lockbox code to someone else's lockbox oh by accident before. How do you do that accidentally? I don't know if you can do that by accident. <laughs> I did. It was open, so when it's open, it has that like switch or something, right? I was fumbling around with it. I I couldn't get it to close. So I was like, maybe it's this thing. And I was I was fresh, like first month, right? I was like, maybe I have to push this inside and I can close this thing. I don't know. I couldn't it was it was cold outside, but I don't know, man. My fingers were just like fumbling around. I hit reset and then the other agents well, like um, Yeah, looking over your shoulder. No, uh, there's a couple And I was like, I have no idea what happened. A couple stories I can't share, but um there's there's always a topic we have an online post. Like you're not a realtor. You're not a realtor unless, and you share some common realtor stories that only happen out of experience. You don't, they don't happen year one or year two. So a common one I find and it's happened to me is when you do an open house, open houses are two to four. There's always someone that comes in at 3.59 PM without fail. Yeah. Without yeah. fail. But what happens sometimes is you do an open house two to four, 2.15, nobody, 2.30, nobody, 2.45, nobody. And like, I don't like going to the bathroom in public, no matter what school restaurant. I just don't like it. Let alone a client's house when people are coming in. 
So I had this open house one time and it was like 3.44 p.m. Crickets, not a soul had entered. And I had to go to the bathroom real bad. And I'm not talking about taking a pee. So I was like, okay, I for sure have a small, small, small window here. Sure enough, the second I sit down and gravity kicks in, bing, bong. I'm like, oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> like a guided tour of the house. They're like, what about that room? I'm like, yeah, we'll, we'll do that. Yeah, let's just pass that for now. <laughs> Yeah, man, it's been great having you on. I definitely want to have you back um, another time when, you know, we can talk about, you know, how the market is in the fall, if you don't mind uh, coming back on in a few months down the road. Works for me, and I apologize. I didn't talk too much about the current market, but I was... Uh... No, that's okay. No, it's uh, okay. okay. We we didn't want to touch on that. <laughs> um, yeah, if you could, like, let us know, like, how people could reach you, if you have social media, email... Yeah, just 613-799-4006. My email is crazy long. Thank you, Hallmark, for not allowing me to <laughs> um, And social media, I don't, I get yeah. on social media that often. Yeah, and if anybody wants a good slice in Ottawa, that's the number to call. Yeah, yeah, but apparently there are no good slices in Ottawa. No, there are, just Ottawa, Ottawa pizza overall is not standard it's not the best yeah <laughs> it's all good all good all right well thank you so much have you on again soon and yeah thanks for tuning in to another episode of real talk real estate until next time don't forget to follow us on instagram tiktok and youtube